G'day Bluebaggers, uh, welcome to this week's Blues Banter Podcast. Uh, got myself and, and Big Richter, thanks to Barclay Smokehouse. Um, how are you, Rick? Dewey, good to have you, mate. It's always uh, good to do a podcast with a big fella, so looking forward to what we're going to discuss over the next couple of minutes. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Yep, going well. Uh, got the, uh, the two biggest dogs at the club. Um, so yeah, I'm going. I'm ready to get back into it. What's uh, what's what's isolation been like for you, mate? Give us a bit of give the give the fans a bit of a rundown of what you've been up to. Well, mine's interesting been interesting to learn. Yeah, mine's been uh, pretty boring and tame to. I imagine what yours has been like back in Perth, mate. So, I've just been uh, at my place with Sam, my partner, and um, yeah, laying pretty low, mate. Just uh, training. Did it. I've been doing a coaching course, so I finished that off. Um, bit of reading, uh, a lot of walking. Geez, I've, I've walked, I've never walked so much in my life out of boredom. Um, but yeah, mine's been pretty boring and tame, mate. What about you? What'd you get up to on the farm, mate? Yeah, no, mine's actually been uh, the opposite. I've had a bloody good time. I've sort of got home with the family, um, went back up over to the farm. Everyone sort of probably know where that is now. It's up five hundred k's north of Perth, so um, went up there with the fam and did a bit of surfing. Um, all things that we do in the country, a bit of shooting, and then um, yeah, it was just pretty good to get get away from everything and just sort of slow down a bit and relax. So um, yeah, back in back in Melbourne now, but uh, looking forward to everything get back going. So hopefully, hopefully find out some good news tonight and uh, get back playing in a month, and hopefully the boys can put on a few a few clinics. Um, what we're going to start with, team? We got a few emails from some fans who've been tuning in over the last couple of weeks to the podcast. Um, can't say I'm been tuning in too much myself, so uh, I'm glad some people are tuning in. Um, look, me and you, we're first ones to meet. We're not the funniest blokes going around, but um, hopefully you get a laugh out of us today. But um, Ben Drummond, first question. Is it true that the real reason the season was postponed following round one in the AFL that they ran out of strapping tape because Nicky Newman's elbow was out of place and they had to keep taping it for the whole game? Um, it's not the best question, Brett, but I'll, I'll give it to you. Yeah, we can answer that one for you, me, mate. Oh, geez, that's a stitch up. Um, yeah, I've, it was a bit of ham, mate, a bit of mayo on it. Um, I hurt my elbow in uh, in pre-season, so I've been using a fair bit of strapping. I think the club were getting a bit fed up. So, um, yeah, went again in round one, which was a bit annoying. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was able to finish the game out at least. And... Had a bit of surgery straight after, and um, the brakes probably worked perfectly for me, actually. So I'm out of my brace, and um, I'm going to be into some footy stuff in the next couple of weeks. So it's worked perfectly for me, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to keep taping it, which I'll be filthy about. I think I've used enough enough of their money on their tape. Might have to play for free. Okay. Can, you, can you tell the tell the listeners what exactly you said when you dislocated it? Oh, well, I think we can beep anything out, but um, yeah, there was a few swear words, and I, I, I just, yeah, I can't really remember. But I remember swearing and carrying on a little bit. You probably remember. Yeah, no, I remember that. It was one of the old, old Tom Sprays, big new gave to no one in particular. Yeah. Oh, we got Benny Dow Fryer. I think that's big Paddy Dow Fryer from Yarrawonga. That's um, that's Finbuck. Territory, I think, and we'll get to Finbar later on with a few fun facts. Um, he's been listening to the podcast. He reckons it's the bee's knees. Glad someone's enjoying it. I like it. 
number one, Nick. Uh, Nick's impending new... Nupitals, Nupitals. <laughs> you know what that word is? <laughs> oh, right, that's got me stuff. Anyway, you can... What is it? Uh, <laughs> Do you know what that means? Uh, it's, yeah. We don't need to bring it up. It's anyway. He just wants to ask about my my partner and it's bringing marriage talk up, which is just irrelevant. So he wants to know, he's a truly got the knee dirty and gosh, his patty. I've, I've heard that rumour too, Newey. Like it's, it's a growing rumour. Could be on the rumour file been, later on. Been doing my shoelace up a few times, warming the knee up. You'd be getting uh, close now though, wouldn't you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Cotters loves pot. He, um, yeah, he's a smart ass Cottrell. But um, no, I'm, I've been with my partner for a long time. But um, yeah, I'll I'll get to double figures before any of that happens. But um, yeah, Cotters loves stirring the pot. He stayed and he lived with us for a little bit before uh, he moved in to his place up here when he first got drafted. So he loves stirring the pot with me, which is great. Uh, great question, Benny. Great um, one, one for myself is, what do you make of Walsh in centres claiming that you couldn't stand up on a board at Tallarine Waypool? Um, there could be a bit of merit to that. As a surfer. What's that? You do rate yourself as a surfer. Oh, mate. Um, I don't get a tan when I'm surfing when I'm in the green room, mate. It's uh, a flat out mare. No, I'm first on admit, not the best surfer going around, but I'll try hard. I'll enjoy it. So everyone out there, if you like something, just give it a crack. So that's what I've been doing. And, um, I have heard through a great one, Ed Kerno may have stitched me up a bit in my surfing too. So um, let's say I'm slowly, slowly picking it up. So, all right, the next one, Wayne from Estonia. Estonia? I think that's what you said. Yeah. God's country. We'll go to that. I've been hearing a lot lately about how important sleep is for, for performance. Do you, either of you have a recommended type of pillow? My birthday is coming up and I want to put something on my wish list. I've got a funny story about I've got a funny story about pillows, actually. I may love a pillow in bed. So for my birthday last year, knew himself and his Mrs. Sam actually brought me a pregnancy pillow. So um, that was my pride and joy for a good six months then. I didn't didn't leave my bed. So I do enjoy a good pillow. But Newey, you love a good pillow too, I reckon. Mate, this is your question. Talking about, I've never met a bloke <laughs> who loves sleep more than Pat. You could actually maybe Jack Russell. You and Jack Russell could talk about sleep all day, I reckon, and pillows. Um, you know, I'm pretty basic. I love, I like a, a firm pillow, so I've got my firm pillow and maybe one other, but um, that's about it for me. Whereas, I do remember having a chat with you, and you're saying you had a, one for your head two for the front and you have two at the back that protect you from rolling over and I just thought, geez, this bloke's a bit strange and we got you a pregnancy pillow for your birthday rather than having five pillows. We thought we could um, yeah, narrow it down to a couple. But in, I'm, I'm, in terms of tips for sleep, mate, you give, give, them, give the man some tips. No, nah, first one is there's a lot of pillows, mate. The more the merrier, that's my theory. No, I do love a pillow. I'm, I'm not going to shy away from that. Um, you can't beat. you got to have a pillow for the head. You've got to hug something the pillow because all your shoulders roll in, get a bit sore. Lock something between the knees as well. Nice pillow there. And then one behind on your back. So uh, for everyone out there, I reckon someone else will have the same sort of pillow addiction as I do, but I do enjoy a good pillow. But, and the one on my head has got to be soft. I don't like a hard pillow. Is it true you, you need two pillows just 
for your to spread it spread your head across. <laughs> that may be correct. Yeah. Now I, I I need to get an ultra king, uh, so mine can actually fit in my bed because I do have a massive head. So, um, all right, let's let's leave that there. That's, uh, that's enough of the pillow talk. Um, all right, you've got one first from Benji from Docklands, God's Country, down in the harbour. Um, do you have any pre-game superstitions? Um, if you do, or what's the weirdest superstitions you've seen or heard of? Uh, personally, I don't really have any. I was. Uh... When I was younger, I used to be a bit uh, particular about, you know, um, timing and stuff. But as I've got older, I, I don't really have any superstitions. I just uh, like to get a few of the things that um, I do regularly get them done. And as long as I do that, uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy. But, um, yeah, I don't have any huge superstitions. I've bolognese every night before a game. That's about as far as it goes. But um, I haven't seen... I haven't seen too many weird ones. There's the always, always the, the odd bloke that likes to put the left shoe on before the right and stuff like that. Um, I, it's not super weird. It's a few boys up in Sydney used to uh, get a bit sick in the guts before um, before games. So there'd be a couple of boys with their head in the toilet bowl before games. That was the, probably the, the strangest that I've seen, but they just couldn't help it. What about you, mate? You, you, you've got a couple. No, I got one. I, I like jumping in the ice bath for a game. Ice bath and a cold shower. Sometimes when it's too cold, I'll, I'll chuck the warm on just to finish. But um, no, I like that. I don't know. I'm not really a superstitious guy, but I just, uh, sort of wakes me up, makes me feel good. But um, I noticed Simo is always the last one out on the ground. Uh, you'll notice like, if someone says go to the toilet, he'll wait in the race until everyone else is out. Even three minutes later when that last second last guy's out before he walks out. So uh, I've definitely picked up on that. Uh, the funniest, not funniest, but the scariest ones um, was Alex Silvani. He used to be like a, I don't know, a man possessed for a game. And a lot of the boys can probably back me up. He used to just charge around their, like, he'd charge around the locker room for, like, two hours straight. And you're like, you, you couldn't make eye contact with him because he was just flat out, like, scary. He was, like, ready to kill someone. Um, I still remember before the Sydney game when he played on Buddy. It was, I think it was 2017. He actually had a, like, rip a game. And I just remember him just doing laps around the chain rooms. And like, he didn't talk to one person for two hours and his facial expressions didn't change. So uh, I don't know if that was a superstition or um, it was just a full psycho game day, but um, it's probably the best one I'll say, no. A couple of screws with us, yeah. We are, now you say that, Dan Hanabry was the exact same. He was just like, he just, he had something wrong with him. He, as soon as it was the warm up in the rooms, you just had to steer clear of him because he just would smash you and bump you. And like, I know a couple of guys at Sydney actually sort of had to step away from the little warm ups because they just, Hannah's was too much for him. So, um, yeah, it's not, it's not my go, mate. All right. What are we, we're going to go into some top fives now, top threes. Um, we're going to start with, there's been a few covered in the previous ones from what I've been told. There's been Netflix, Dinner Guest, Movie Stars, uh, Worst Rest of the Club. Knew we probably got a feature in that. Um, <laughs> but we're going, to, we're going to start with um, five or three worst basketball shots at the club. And then we're going to go to the best. So you start new and then I want you to compare like a, a NBA player that you reckon they shoot like. Yeah. Um... Yeah, as you said, we've, we've got a basketball hoop in the warm-up area, so it gets a fair workout in between um, weights and training and meetings. So um, I've done, I had a top, I've got a top five for the worst um, jump shots at the club and a top three for the best. So I'll start, I'll start with the best. Um, it sort of pains me a little bit to 
to give these blokes a pump up. But uh, the third best, I had I had Owies in there, Matty Owies. I sort of thought I had to put him in there. Pretty safe bet. He uh, played college basketball and we signed him as a Category B rookie for those that don't know. So he's uh, he is a good shooter. I, I likened him a bit to JJ Redick just because I don't think he does much else. I think he's a good shooter and that's about it. Um, catch and shoot, so the guy, he doesn't seem to do much else. Number two, I had Lange. Um, I don't mind Lange's shot. I think it's it's a nice looking shot. Left hand up. I don't. I didn't know who to compare it to. I said Manu Ginobili, sort of similar stroke. And then best shooter at the club, which I, I didn't really want to put him down, was was Little Fish. Um, I thought I'd be honest, and he actually is a pretty good shot. And I put down. Comparison, I put Isaiah Thomas. I thought similar shooting style, similar stature. Um, so that was my best. And then the top five worst, which is where I put most of my work into, was um, fifth. I did top five. Uh, I had Murph. Um, he's a horrible shot, but he's... I didn't... I, w- I could have easily had him higher because I think he's got probably the worst technique at the club, but he just... He knows he's... He knows he's pretty average, so he just steers clear of the basketball ring. If it if it rolls to him, he'll have a shot, but that's about it. So, had Murph five, four was big. Uh, feathers Mackay. Um, he's just all limbs, nothing um, smooth about him at all. Uh, I likened him to big, uh, which I thought was actually similar. Big DeAndre Jordan um, from the free throw line, left hander, shoots a lot of bricks. Um, and then number three, I had Cotters. Um, he's just got an awkward looking shot. It's weird. It doesn't really work and he thinks he's okay. So I put his comparison as Lonzo Ball just because it's a bit strange. Um, shooting technique, a bit like Lonzo's probably before he fixed it. Number two, I had Lockie O'Brien. He uh, has a horrible shooting stroke. He does this thing where he like puts his foot out and touches it. He's puts his feet out real wide and he shoots a bit like a netballer. Uh, I just, comparison, I put Joakim Noah because it's also a weird <laughs> shooting style <laughs> and same effectiveness. And number one, I had, uh, I sort of went down the path of, he might not be the worst shooter, but he rates himself. Um, and it was Eddie Betts. He thinks he's, you know, he sits courtside at the 36ers games ambassador for the 36ers puts it all over instagram number one ticket holder he reckons um thinks he's got game and he's yeah he really hasn't delivered since he got to the club i'd heard that he was not a bad basketballer but his jump shot's pretty average um and comparison i had sean marion just he shoots from the hip a little bit so uh eddie betts is the worst Shooter for how much he talks himself up, if that makes sense. So that's my top five, mate. But um, yeah, I, I, I thought about putting myself in the top three, but I thought I'd leave that for you to do, mate. Modesty, mate. Modesty, I like it. Now I've got a, I've got one controversial one with you that we've sort of swapped. Uh, best three, I'll start with. Um, I had D Lang Dub Lang. Yeah. Definitely, I reckon he's got a nice shot. I'd likely to Derek Fisher from the past, that left-hander, oh, yes. little, little little nugget. 
Um, little That's nugget great. point guard. Great comparison. He's got the similar stroke, doesn't he? That's good. Um, always was, I, I'd always was, um, he was top one, top three, whatever. He's just a guard and he should be too, the big fella. So, um, I don't mind the JJ Reddick comparison. Uh, I like that. Um, and then the best one or top three, I had Marchbank and I liked him to D book. Marchy's elite shot, uh, real high release. Um, right hand and D books are Don too, so uh, I have him. Um, <laughs> three worst. Um, I had <laughs> I had Cameron Bruce as <laughs> one of the worst. <laughs> oh, I didn't think coaches. I, I would have put Jace Davenport in mine if we had coaches. Cam Bruce and the he stole by comparison, Sean Marion, the release from the hip, <laughs> like. Yeah, he, talk, he can talk a big game, Brucey, but his shot is putrid. Yeah. Um, Murph was the other one I had in. Um, oh, I think I'll give him I'll give him a bit of a slack with his uh, um, his bung shoulder. He can't lift one of his shoulders up too high, so that's why his shot looks a bit like Shaq's. Um, and the worst shot I had in the club. This is going to be so funny to break from this. Is fish. Fish is a Ricky Rubio special. He can do everything on the court except for shoot. So I'm challenging you. you, oh, you. Oh. I reckon he's a he's a pass first point guard. You fish. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I agree. That's, uh, I reckon he's got a nice looking. It might not be effective, but it looks nice. So that's why I go. But yeah, he does he does do a lot of other things well. Shooting's probably not his number one go to. His handles and, and his puck is pretty good. Yeah, no, nah, he can't handle it. He's a bit like me, like talks like with surfing, talks a lot about surfing. He's not not elite. Where Fish talks a lot about basketball, loves everything. Gets interviewed. Oh, I love basketball, love basketball, and he is good. But Fish, mate, you're Ricky Rubio 2.0. That's all I'm going to say. Pass first. He'll be flat. He's going he, to be absolutely filthy if you stay on that. But sorry, Binger. All right. Um, another one we're going to go with you is top five. I got top four. Top five to top three foods can be like from a restaurant, can be type of cuisine, um, anything you like. Um, fire away, big fella. Let us let us know your thoughts. Yeah, I, I only did a top three. Mine's pretty. Um, it's pretty. It's it's pretty basic, mate. It doesn't go too far. So number three, I just had. Um, I'm a big brekkie man. I love my eggs and avo and a coffee. So uh, that was my third. Number two, I had Vietnamese. Uh, I reckon it might feature in yours as well. But, um, yeah, I love a pho, bar me. Uh, they've got good options. Rice paper rolls, Vietnamese, number two. And number one, bit of a plug, but my spag bowl, not for a game. Um, I do that every week, so I feel like I've mastered it. And uh, that's my number one. So, a bit biased, mate. But, yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty basic and boring. Can't say being asked. Asked over to try it out, uh, Newey, but we'll get there, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, I've, I've gone some different. I've gone for like certain dishes at places um, that I that I like. Um, Bar me, number four, Swan Street. What's the name of that joint? That's elite. Uh, like you go there, and the line's huge. T and L Bakery on Swan Street. Yeah, that is that is Barme. That is dangerous. That is a good bar me. Um, the other one is a bit of a club favourite. Um, chicken avo, um, chicken avo toasty at Rathdown Street Cafe. Um, that's that's like the day before a game. Everyone just deletes a few of them. So that's in me top four. 
Number two, uh, this room is back when I lived around Ascot Vale. A uh, place called KCN Road does an absolute delicious mustman curry. Um, so that is unreal there. Um, and number one, I'm like you knew it's a bit of a self pump up. But have you ever had a dessert for brekkie? That's what I was going to ask you. Can you please explain oh. if you've ever had dessert for brekkie? I've, I, <laughs> I didn't think of this. I should have thought of that. Oh, mate. Yeah, a bit of, uh, bit of banana and honey on toast. And uh, it's, it's like having a dessert, apparently, according to the man himself, Richter. I've never yeah. heard you love a meal more than that. And tell blokes about it. Like, mate, have you ever tried this? Like, it's, like you're the first bloke to ever have done it? I'm claiming it, mate. I'm claiming it. Rick's Kitchen, peanut butter with a little bit of honey and banana on toast. I'm telling you right now, if you haven't tried it, people at home, it'll be game changing. So um, I only got onto it last year and I can safely say it's nearly my brekkie every morning. So I love, I love my sweets. So give it a try. Um, all right, what else we got in, Yui? What do you reckon we, we run with now? I had um, one more top three. I just was talking about pins at the club. A lot of the boys, um, especially the young boys, rate their pins. They shave them. Um, so I thought it'd be an interesting topic to bring up a few of the worst and a few of the best. So um, I don't know about best 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 pins, best rig, similar thing at the club. Um, Few I threw out while while she's pretty ripped ripped quads calves. Jack Russell, if you yeah, if you for anyone that comes down to training, have a look at Jack Russell's calves. They're a thing of art. They're an absolute work of art. Jack's calves. And then I had a I did have a top three. This is the main reason I wanted to talk about this was um number three big Harry Mackay. He's uh. I don't know where his Achilles and his calves start or finish. They'll just blend into one. Um, probably why he falls over so often. Number two, uh, new bloke to the club, Jackie Martin. He's, his calves are like sticks. Like, I, I don't know how he actually runs out there. And number one, I think you might know who this is. Pretty, pretty good up top. Um, but it, it's your, it's yourself, mate. Um, it's a bit of a running joke that um, you've got a decent rig, but as soon as you go below the knees, it's horrible. Apparently, you can't pull your socks up for game day, or else they just fall down. So um, that was that was my top three. But you leading the charge, mate. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not going to deny deny that at all. To be honest, Newy, um, it was like in the in, I still remember in school, like you know, we I went to private school in um, Perth called College. You had to wear ice. Uh, socks up, and um, mine just wouldn't stay up. Like no matter how how much I pulled them up, they just kept. So I had to get these little rubber rings, uh, like elastic things, around my around my socks to keep my to keep my socks up. Eh? It was unbelievable. But no, I got a bit of a I got a bit of a tribute to this. I I thought this would might get brought up by you. So I've actually I got a shirt the other day. For everyone out there. Oh. Don't skip leg day from the bloke who nah. skipped leg day his whole life. Where the money's made, guys, just keep punching out leg weights. Never seen him do a calf raise in his life. <laughs> no, nah, I've got to, I've got to blame my old man for that. Like my mum's got, she's got a good set of athletic calves. So does my, so does Daniel, and Brado has absolutely sticks for calves. So, um, I'm a, I'm a replica of the old man. So me and my little brother Josh have uh, got the shorts right there, and we got the. Dad's gene to the car, so Brad, 
done a lot of good things for me, but he cars the shit out. I'll be watching. He's a big fan of the show. <laughs> Brad, I ever tuning in, mate. Ever tuning into anything to do with Carlton? Like everyone's <laughs> old man, I reckon. <laughs> Probably on the iPad scrolling for the live feed right now. <laughs> so the rumor file, some of them are controversial, but um, I don't know if you had any. But I, I had, um, I hadn't really heard much about it. But the genre of TV called anime, which is like, it's like um, Japanese, like I don't even know what it is. It's it's like cartoon type stuff. It it's bloody strange. And Fish and Creeds are like, which I didn't know, they're fully obsessed with it. Like, Fish was speaking to Creeds and, like, their, their favourite ever series is an anime series. And I was just like, I thought that was pretty strange. Um, so that was a weird trait. And then Josh Honey, apparently, new fellow at the club, for those of you who don't know, he's, um, like, got an obsession with cats. So he's like a crazy cat lady. Apparently, he has five pet cats at home, <laughs> which I thought was pretty strange. So, um, cats, if you right? want to talk about cats with anyone, um, hit up Josh Money on Instagram. He's a big cat fan. That's interesting. I would never pick that with you, honey. No. I'm trying to think of the ones I've got. No, the, the only really one I've seen is like, like Simo. Like Simo is just like, Simo's absolute king. Like everyone loves Simo. And like he's immaculate. Like before a game, He'll be dressed like he'll have his socks like cut, and um, his mum will will knit him and stuff. Just so that everything's immaculate. But you go to his house, and his garden is an absolute mess. Like the lawn's overgrown. Have you ever been to his house? Like his lawn no, and his I, garden. I've never copped an invite, but I've I have heard that the boys always rip him about the, if he owns a lawnmower, and he, apparently his garden's filthy. So Simo, mate, if you're listening in, just do yourself a favour, mate. Get a lawnmower and fix your garden, mate. It's strange, isn't it? Because he's locked. Mate. He's like set out perfectly. He's got a little shoe rack in his locker. Like he's pristine. But he must, as soon as he gets home, he just switches off and um, completely changes. Which is the only other one. I, the only other one I had was rumor has it that Cruz may be starting a podcast. Have you heard about that? Yeah, I have heard that. Um, it's the Silent Podcast or something. Is that what it's called? Him and Weeders. They're just, the way the they're, just having, they're just having a stare off. They should the next blues banter get him and Weeders on. They can just stare at each other for an hour. <laughs> See who talks first. <laughs> the old blink contest. <laughs> I've got a true rumor file. I haven't mentioned it before, but I just thought it was worth bringing up again because it's just unbelievable. But Tom DeConning, um, I it's a bit a long story short. I, I'm from back in Mornington, Mount Martha, the same place as Kongi. And um, I didn't, I knew him a little bit when he was younger, but I hadn't spoke to him for years. And then one of my mates from Mornington, I just happened to be down having a barbecue. And he said, something got brought up about Tom DeConning. And he, he said, oh yeah, I've got his boots. And I thought, oh, um, you know, maybe Kongi gave him his boots or, you know, something along those lines. And he said, uh, yeah, I bought him off gum on Gumtree on off him, and I'm like, I'm like, no way. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, he sold him to you? He paid money. He's like, yeah. And so he shows me all these messages and found out it was fully legit. He had an ad on Gumtree selling <laughs> his old pairs of boots that he got for free. The tight ass, and he like he wasn't a he's not a rookie. Like he he was 
fairly high pick. Like he's on a good enough wicket, and I see he's selling his boots on Gumtree to poor blokes. No, so, and the, the the big king's from down that way too, isn't he? Yeah, like I I was just I couldn't believe, it. and I just I was so I couldn't believe that I just happened to stumble across it, and um yeah he wasn't he was not happy. I told a few boys, and I mentioned. Um, bit of a social media thing through the club and he actually cracked it. Stop telling people that. It's not true. I'm like, mate, it's true. I've got evidence. I've got screenshots saying that he's Sam DeConning's brother who's now at Geelong. And, um, yeah, he actually, he cracked it. He didn't talk to me for a week, actually. So I thought, um, <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty strange. But if anyone else would do that, it would be you. You or Kongi. Oh, mate, I was waiting, I was waiting for one of them to come out, wasn't I? <laughs> hey? Just another little cheap shot from Newey. Well, hey, uh, the people hey. have voted said you're the tightest at the club. All I'm going to say to Kongi, mate, just make sure the price is at least 400. No, I'm joking. Mate, you're nah, you have what are you doing here? One thing, I, one thing I learned about the boarding house, when you cop a bit of bit of flack, you just don't argue, you just go with it because the more you argue, the more it gets yeah. bought up. So. Oh, it's the only reason I'm bringing it up again. <laughs> it's because he cracked it about it. So I just, the more people that know, the better. Kongi's never going to live that down now. Oh, the big fella. As long as I'm alive. Uh, well, Kongi, tips for you, mate. Just accept it, move on, own it. Um, and buy a carton with that money you got for the pair of boots, eh? <laughs> yeah. I'll stop. Oh, if he buys a carton, I'll stop bringing it up. <laughs> I reckon that's a fair deal. That's I reckon that's a fair deal. He's still, he's still making 100 bucks. Carton's only 50. <laughs> oh. Mate, depends on what he sold him for, the big fella. I reckon it could have been nearly 400, the yeah. big Kong. He sold them for more than they were worth. All right, let's finish off. We'll finish off. You know, um, favourite footy story can be anything with AFL, childhood, um, any any story you can think of um, that has a, like your your greatest sort of memory about it. Uh, oh, I haven't actually thought this through too much. I don't have any. I don't have any real funny ones. As you said, I'm not the funniest bloke. Straight shooter, but uh, my favourite. Footy was, or story or moment was probably uh, under 18s. Um, I didn't play any rep footy or the TFC Cup until um, I was 19. So I was lucky enough to play a couple of years of under 18s at Mornington. And um, yeah, in terms of enjoyment for footy, that was probably where it was at its at its peak. Um, I was 18. I had all my best mates. I was playing footy down at Mornington. We uh had a pretty good team and we won a couple of couple of flags in under 18s in the second one. My brother Josh uh, was a bottom major, so that was pretty cool to um, play under 18s and win a flag with him. And I've still got some of my best mates, so that's probably my favourite footy memory, mate. I don't have any, um, you know, footy folklore stories or funny ones, not yet anyway. Yeah, you mate. Like that. A bit like that, the old funny ones. Um, now I'll go. I'll, I'll stay within the AFL system. I've got, I've got a few. Um, one I, I reckon one of the best memories was um, against Port Adelaide. I think it was 20... When would it have been? 2017 or 20, 2016 it was. It was Jamo's... Uh, Michael Jamison's 150th, uh, which was the last game he played, and Simo's 250th. Um, and we just, I think we'd won three in a row, which was unheard of back then. <laughs> and... Um, I was, I was just, it was unreal. Like we were on a roll, and um, obviously milestone games you want to you want to win for for guys, especially when they played that many games. They're both absolute legends. Um, 
And we were down by, I think it was 15 points. With, um, I think it was about five minutes to go. We hit three late. Uh, Cruz hit his snap. Um, I think it was a minute to go. And there was only 30,000 at Eddie Adams. It was the loudest nearly I've ever heard um, a game. Um, and then we ended up winning. And I still remember like Simo and all the boys like jumping on him on the wing. Uh, that, was, that was one. Of, that was a cool, cool moment. Um, the other one was actually the the Freo game last year was awesome um, in Perth. Um, I didn't play that one, but I was in the box and I remember sitting next to Lloydy the whole game and I was just chewing down raspberry bullets. I just couldn't stop it. I was that nervous. Um, and I, I hate watching this because I get way nervous watching that dude play. And when Murph kicked that goal um, and we're away from home, I think Charlie was injured. Um, Hates didn't play. I think Doc, Doc was also out. Um, and like just no one really gave us a chance over there. And then Murph kicked absolute snag. Um, and yeah, that was that was unreal. And it was, it was Ed Ed captain that game too, so it was awesome for Ed. Um, so that that was pretty cool. And then the uh, the other one I have an awesome memory of is the St Kilda game last year. Um, that was my that was my hundredth game, but it, it wasn't. It was it was more the the crowd that that day. I still remember. I think it was fifty five thousand. Uh, it was Teague's first game in charge uh, when he got the gig. Um, and I remember like it was, yeah, it was 55, I'm pretty sure. And we got up and that, that, um, I don't know what side of the MCG was. It was in the shade. Uh, Daisy sold candy. <laughs> yeah, the shade side of the G. Good description. Um, and when Daisy sold candy in the last quarter, I knew he'd won and the whole crowd was just like, like just standing up and just going absolutely crazy. Um, that was pretty cool. So there's three memories that stand out. There's, there's obviously a few more, but, um, they're the ones that sort of, Gives you the, the greatest joy, I reckon, when you think back. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. my life story. Now, that Freo yeah. one was pretty cool. I was lucky enough to be involved with that. That was a pretty cool win, especially over there. Hopefully, we can, uh, you know, add to the list by the end of the year. Yeah, be yeah. Nice, uh, get back out there. A few snags, big newy, a couple of snags. I ran one last year. Let's go. You carry on, mate. I do love it. Oh, I like it. Uh, it was nice, mate. A bit of bit of personality come out there, didn't it? From a big fella. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah. have, I don't give much personality. So. You have, you have to lip read, you have to lip read what he said after he kicked that goal. <laughs> Everyone out there was uh, still a running joke at the club. So yeah. I'll yeah. let you guys make up your own own rumours on that one. All right, bag of supporters, thanks for tuning in with me and Big Newey. I uh, hope you enjoyed it, but um, also thanks to Barkley Smokehouse. Uh, I heard they do an awesome ham, so. Or a few few hands up and um, yeah, hopefully tune in next week and enjoy the show with big uh, weeders and crews. So, good on you, lads. Yeah, I'm silent. <laughs> <See ya. laughs>